everyone and welcome to the final episode of 2017. Before I introduce my guest of the day, let me wish you all on behalf of both Watsala and I a very happy new year and exciting 2018. Our guest today is Pranita Salunke. She is a lifestyle transformational therapist whose motto is to create awareness and help individuals with chronic diseases like hypertension, high cholesterol and high blood pressure and help change their lifestyle habits to achieve body and mind balance. Let's hear from Pranita about the services she provides under her venture called Vitality Health Clinic. So hi Pranita, welcome to Globalization. New Year's is literally around the corner and uh, with New Year's comes the New Year's resolution. and i'm sure health and well-being is one of the top choices on on the potential list of resolutions a lot of people start by joining gym run a marathon they want to complete a ironman eat healthy etc but many people do their own research but many take help of professionals professionals like you mm-hmm. now you are a lifestyle transformational specialist explain to us what does that entail hi uh, audience of globalization it is a pleasure to to be with uh, with uh, gagan and uh, to share his his mission to reach across many expat and uh, hopefully educate and inspire them to various different um, various different uh, uh, profession so the question you asked me was how one can keep motivation for to towards their resolutions and what does lifestyle transformation mean so i will answer it in a uh, in a uh, in a stage so what is a lifestyle transformational specialist is with my background in occupational therapy preventive cardiology specialist and uh, meditation practitioner i i believe that it's not only the tools it's not only the physical aspects such as having healthy diet uh, joining the gym uh, or taking set of medications and or supplements is going to help you towards uh, change in your health for better I believe I think we have to focus on what are our priorities. Uh is it is it our priority to be productive and efficient in work? Is it our priority to become extraordinary family man uh, or parent, um maybe mom or dad or to be able to contribute in the society? And then coming back like doing reverse engineering of how my priorities is going to be fulfilled by my current mental physical and emotional health so once you do that um background work then you can think oh where i am lacking right now is it my energy level needs to be better and if yes on the scale of 0 to 10 where i am if i want to improve my self esteem by um 
by making sure that my body weight is healthy as well as uh, which is appealing to me in front of mirror then yes then set that priority uh, if i have uncontrolled chronic conditions such as my uh, my uh, hypertension uh, is is making me to take more and more medication is it my sugar level are uncontrolled and how that's impacting me on my day to day life so just first focus on what my priorities are and then come back to how my current health and well being is affecting that priorities so being becoming awareness aware becoming aware of where you are can help you help you to find out where you want to go uh, and that will be a long long term uh, journey rather than just you know uh, the resolution which you can put in action and uh, end it in second of uh, second week of january or february that's that's interesting point because a lot of us do create this resolution on the last week of ja- december and comes january we are back to the routine so i'm sure there are a lot of people who see health is one aspect of our lives which is we take it for granted unless something goes wrong we don't really take care of it yeah. most of the cases right um there are many uh, there are few people who are proactively eat healthy or go to gym or have that balance in life where mm-hmm. you have body m- m- mental um uh, the, the term you used earlier was about um I'm trying to remember that spirit, spirit connection yeah, yeah. so yeah. some something on those lines where yes your body maybe you know uh, looks quite uh, healthy from outside but mentally you have to be grounded as well and connect your body to to a spirit i don't know if it's spiritual is the right word but some somewhere which is helping your inner body to have that all the organs working fine yeah. in terms of a good blood blood flow in a oxygen um the right kind of thought process in uh, you know for for any action you take in your personal lives so tell us a bit more about what kind of clients come to you and uh, w- why did you start vitality health clinic mm-hmm. so you actually i think you combine two or three different aspect of um a being externally fit or looking Uh, from outside uh, in a in a good shape or form but internally you don't feel connected you don't feel peaceful and there is a lack of well-being um i what i think is it's absolutely true because so many people who go to gym and they may have impeccable body like like model but they might and they often uh, the client type of client i encounter who one one client uh, one kind is a stress highly stress individual so because uh, they work in in at a high level in a company they may have opportunity to good diet so good nutritious food um and because they often work longer hours they are, they don't necessarily consume too many uh, calories with the with the food and they are active on the toes so uh, externally they look like they are they have good uh, physique 
but they are not able to spend enough time with their loved ones made family friends or with themselves like they are not able to enjoy uh, their favorite hobbies they are not ab- uh, able to nourish what their soul fulfills them so it's all about uh, the one kind of uh, client is highly stressed individual those who feel they have uh, they don't have work life balance and as a result the stress creates a slow a slow boiling uh, conditions such as chronic conditions and when i mean by chronic conditions is um any conditions which increases the risk of heart diseases cancer and stroke so there are different um uh different aspects such as uh overweight obesity having high waist to hip ratios um chronic stress which is different than acute stress acute stress might be something happen in your family like loss of loss of parent or um uh your your boss fires you something immediate mm-hmm. but the chronic stress is having uh having that stressor that factor in long term for example so build up over time over time yeah. unhealthy relationship at work at personal life uh it can be uh one skills or lack of uh that contribute to uh, your productivity for example always uh, having uh difficulty in managing time and for that reason you're always late for some uh, mm-hmm. something and uh, you lose opportunity mm-hmm. so so there are different aspects of stress and identifying what is the difference between both acute right. and chronic stress and how we can take it okay so um, overweight obesity uh, stress uh, is loosely said but it's very important mm-hmm. and the other kind of clients i have is uh, someone with uncontrolled type 2 diabetes um they may have to take so many medications or they are under threat of going into insulin because once you are in insulin it's difficult to come back to the medication and that of uh, without medications uh, management so if you if the people are at early stage uh those with pre diabetes or those uh, doctor they said that you might get hypertension so you know that's a great stage to do something about it mm. and also have people with existing heart attack and they want to prevent secondary heart attack right. so just just to compare like let's say all these uh, symptoms that you mentioned a lot of us would probably first thing we'll think of is going to a gp yeah yeah and get a medication and get on a medication to control that i mean that's a, a tendency for all of humans to think on that level yeah. but where do you how do you a how do you i mean how do people know that professions like professionals like you exist is that something behind a gp there is there a layer of within nhs who the gp would then recommend um an occupational therapist for instance who uh are are one of those who are a subject matter expert on those chronic diseases and and the lifestyle changes that can happen or is that something you 
I mean, I'm just trying to understand how would people reach to you rather than going to GP first? Yeah, that's uh, that's an ideal world where uh, GPs are aware of uh, this kind of services. GPs, I'm sure they are aware and they are doing their best uh, best of job in signposting the people. Uh, to a dietitian maybe, or to a psychologist if needed. Um, and there is a, uh, with, with uh, people such as Dr. Again Chatterjee, uh, Dr. Ayan Pancha, uh, Dr. Mark Herman, uh, who are the functional medicine specialists and who understand the holistic aspects of, um, holistic aspects of medicine uh, and which is one of my motto, prevention is better than cure. Um, majority of the GPs, with due respect to them, uh, and according to guidelines of NHS, uh, Joint British Society, where there is, a, uh, there is a chart of at what level they need to be medicated. And there is, there is a tendency to medicate the person rather than focusing mm. on uh, focusing on prevention or uh, using lifestyle as a medicine. However, saying that I have seen so many uh, medical practitioners, um, whether they are consultant or GP, who are thinking in the right direction. Right. Um, but we are, I think, uh, as a as a society, especially in in Britain, uh, where we are, where where NHS it's a government organization and it's dri driven by uh, policies and procedure, and that policies and procedure take a longer time mm. to change. Okay. Uh, so. Um Another thing that I wanted to ask was, do you actually prescribe medicines as part of your services or you prepare a plan where people, for whatever you know lifestyle uh, habits they have, you understand, you assess that, and then you try to change that with uh, the natural remedies rather than uh, prescribing medicines? Well, that's a very interesting question. And uh, for the reason of... Uh, of the severity of the people I may uh, may have to deal with. Sometimes I work closely with their cardiologist, endocrinologist, or uh, GPs, um, and get get them with uh, get them uh, together, so that if they need a medication, uh, then they are on the medication. Um, like if if they are if their uh, HbA1c level, which is a marker of blood glucose, uh, is significantly high, then I wouldn't uh, feel that it's ethical for me to ask them to come off their medications. Right. At that stage, I will work with their uh, with work with their endocrinologist, and as as their uh, lifestyle improves the need for uh, sugar, uh, need for medication reduces, and then their doctor, their specialist can monitor them 
to taper down their medicines okay so i closely work with their specialist and the intention is to reduce the dependence on the uh, drugs uh, but the bigger aim is to improve the quality of life mm. and uh, reduce the risk of heart attack and stroke okay well yeah. i i i follow you on on you know on instagram and uh, digital media platforms and you talk about these conditions about these issues very passionately so what what's the story behind your motivation a and let's understand a bit more about yourself where where you're from uh, to start with i'm from mumbai i'm from mumbai <laughs> the mumbai girl uh yeah the mumbai girl uh so yeah i uh, i came to this country uh, in 2005 after um uh, uh, i i wanted to funnily i wanted to go to us to do my uh, to do my masters but you know i am i'm from middle uh, middle class family in india in living in suburb of mumbai and um, when uh, when girl grows up to a certain age there is pressure from the family to get married and get settled as if yeah uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I was very happy what I was doing I was working with a physician uh in in suburb and we set up a beautiful community rehab center and uh, yeah I uh, the cardiac rehab was uh, I I I set that up with a physician called Dr Deshmukh who was uh, he and his wife um, was my uh, biggest source of support and mentor and we develop a beautiful practice um back back home um so it was it was it was hard for me to to come but then uh, yeah i got married and i came here in this country uh and in in initial phases um it took me long time to get registration for the differing differing paperwork requirement mm. but finally i got through and then i started working in nhs um hospitals within london and i worked in various different um okay. acute hospitals yeah, um, on, only if our listeners can see you at the moment while you were in mumbai talking about that you had such a big smile on your face <laughs> the moment you came to got <laughs> married and came to uk smile vanished <laughs> it happened with so many of us but but anyway sorry to dis- you know uh, interject but yeah please please continue and i guess i was as uh, i was uh, younger and i think alive and more vibrant but i i still feel now uh, the same to be honest uh, because of the work i do right now uh, as i, I was uh, when i was here um within within those period i lost my first cousin at very early age he was just 45 with two beautiful young children and he, he lost his life due to complications of diabetes and unfortunately many of many of um, people from india and south asian have genetic predisposition for diabetes and even having that unfortunately 
they are either a they are not aware of what lifestyle is bringing them uh, either is excessive eating of rice excessive eating of wheat products excessive uh, dependence on drinks such as alcohol uh, it, there is huge lack of awareness and even though they are aware they are not sometimes they are not uh, lose word bothered because i think unfortunately in, in india uh, the life is the essence of life is been taken for granted you you see so many people dying after a bomb blast and the next day or the third day everything is forgotten while in countries such as uk us that memory is still kept alive and all the measures of prevention can be taken but unfortunately uh, in countries like india uh, pakistan or bangladesh this is the condition is not the same and um this the same thing happened with my mama ji and for for him um mama ji means uncle uh, maternal uncle and for him the uh, the diagnosis happened only at the last end stage and this needs to be changed diagnosis of what sorry uh, diagnosis of diabetes okay. uh, happened at the last moment and we couldn't do anything he couldn't do anything so there is a lack of uh, uh, there is lack of education lack of awareness mm. and i thought that what i'm doing like you know i i have the necessary qualifications why i don't use all this qualification and create something transformative so that so that so many lives Mm. can be saved at young age and more importantly not only life but those who depend on that life mm. if the bread earner is dying at age of 45 what will happen to his wife to his children and you know those who depend on them it's yeah it has to be changed and the education and inspiration mm. is is the key to make that change um, so like you know in uk you see that a lot of lot of these rag red amber green um ratings on any product you buy yeah uh, but there's also a lot of uh, government awareness on yeah. you know either on sugar level uh, intake or um there's some constant um communication mm. within your workplace etc so there is a level of awareness which is out there in UK yeah. but that's not something i well i haven't been living in india for a while now but even if you go back i think yeah. it's different for different people in urban city you know if you are people who are well traveled you probably are a bit more cautious okay. of yeah. what you're eating but majority it's the same whole old habits of the lovely food we eat because mm. we got so much food so rich food mm. and with age we don't really change that and as you said you know with your mama ji's case that probably he had the similar kind of lifestyle for a very long time and then mm. at a very last moment that mm. it was too late to 
for the diagnosis and anything to um, you know sure. w- w- change it at that stage yeah. so where do you think you know india or indian government or indian individual can can have this kind of awareness i know there are a lot of books out there but do you think an education system needs to be somehow ingrained into that where people understand the basic nutrients of what we eat uh, along with uh, the the yoga aspect so you have pm modi and baba ram they were ambassadors of well-being use yoga in your daily basis uh, but then there's an aspect of food which we live in denial that what tastes good is good for you yeah but it's not exactly well it's we know for sure it's not true especially with indian food it's so rich in in uh, irrespective of wherever you go in whichever state so where do you feel like you you worked in india you worked in uk where do you feel that awareness lacks in india you 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 phrase it so beautifully i think um from the beginning if we if we start from the beginning from the birth and this we live in india majority of the people still live in a joint family so the decisions of what to eat or what to uh, what to drink how much to eat um and when to eat has been dictated by the our older generation and most often than than not it's driven by uh, dictated by the woman in the family maybe maybe a uh, mother of you know uh, yeah oh. and and that's where uh, that's where uh, there could be a knowledge breakdown because we have fantastic uh, the f- indian food is although it's rich we were cat- we uh, that was catered for the requirement for example in the rural areas uh, we had like uh, jowar roti millet flour um, yeah uh, bajra rotla and uh, the uh, the food with the ghee and that was that was made fresh in the morning and been eaten on the same day or same time and after eating that people used to take a nap uh, and then go back resume back their farming duty or resume that uh, their uh, their work but now at at this stage farming has reduced the hard work uh, manual labor has reduced but we still eat the highly dense food and the, uh, we are uh, that bajra rotla has been replaced by the uh, bread or uh, just wheat mm. so chapati roti and that is causing imbalance of a nutrient intake and uh, your output and also as our, our uh, eating habit as we grow up it's been influenced by our parents how much they are uh, eating and what they are eating or uh, exercising or what your mom is saying when you are growing up finish that plate mm. it's even though you are not hungry you should not uh, leave the food yeah. on the plate it's 
is not nice or to the host or whoever is making but as young children like i, I i'm a, a mom of a 8 year old boy and i often see that he will only eat to his uh, you know stomach capacity he will refuse to eat anything more than that mm. and i used to struggle uh, in the uh, in a, as early stage of being born and i used to feel frustrated why he is not eating and you know i i used to feel pressurized by other women in the family mm. oh your son is not any uh, eating and being compared to so all these small things are very very crucial as you are uh, uh, growing up and that belief that unconscious belief takes you to as you know remains with you so just dig out i think as a society we have to dig out what negative uh, thoughts we are passing on to mm. our future generations so that they can live healthy and well uh, and that's that's a good point and also you you've taken up a, a task by writing a book about it and and creating an awareness around it so can you just tell us about more on what's your what's in future in pipeline for what we can expect in uh, 2018 from you yeah um i'm i'm very excited about this um uh, this ebook which is coming uh, early 2018 although it's not 250 pages or 300 pages book it's a, a it's a small ebook but designed to inspire you and to motivate you for a lifestyle which is uh, transformative for your mind body so that you can prevent having this uh, having having uh, issues chronic issues and it's called vitality your ultimate guide for healthy weight so that's one thing happening and people can uh, download it for just 99p there is a cost associated with it because i want to uh, my aim is to give the profits to a deserving charities in india who are uh, dealing with chronic conditions and improvement of children and also uh, another thing is happening is i'm uh, uh, connecting with lot of medical professionals such as consultant and gps so that creating awareness to them so that their clients are not only uh, go- going on the medication but also thinking about change in their lifestyle um and i run regular workshops in london as well as over the skype so people can reach to me if they are suffering from any chronic condition and all the risk factor which i mentioned obesity overweight uh, diabetes hypertension and they are just stressed so i offer uh, every month i have two free consultations so if they uh, reach out to me and inform me their requirement we can schedule that and when it comes to one last message an important message i want to share is when it comes to the chronic conditions after seeing so many people in the hospital with the amputee with the uh, ha- with the heart attack 
and with their paralysis when you think about all this it just why why to go in that stage when we can start now start with the small changes and after seeing this people seeing the other side of the prevention or the healthcare i'm sure i want uh, people to think about yes prevention is better than cure on that note thank you very much pranita it was amazing talking to you and uh, a very key and important topic that you've highlighted today um as they the saying goes uh, you are what you eat so let's hope you know we we change our um habits and uh, live more healthily and are more aware of our our well-being so thank you very much pranita you're welcome hope you enjoyed listening to this episode you can catch all upcoming episodes on the website globalize-asian.co.uk or via your iOS or Android devices also if you wish to join us as a speaker and share your story please do drop us a message via the contact form on the website that's it for now from gagan and vatsala thank you very much guys for listening to our podcast a quick shout out to our supporter for the podcast royal beans Royal Beans is a premium artisan chocolate brand operating out of the city of Bangalore in India. Currently they are offering Belgian chocolate bonbons infused with interesting flavors like cappuccino, masala chai, dark chocolate ganache, sea salt caramel and many more. Just visit their website on royalbeans.in and order for yourself or get it delivered to your loved ones in major cities across India. As a listener of a podcast, you are entitled to get 10% discount on the order value. when you use the code GLA10 at the checkout so go ahead and check it out